This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. What are we doing popping up on your feed again so soon after the season four finale, you wonder? Well, we thought now that there's no new Amelia content for a while, you might want to discover some other fiction podcasts. And one fiction podcast that I think will appeal to all fans of The Amelia Project is the classic British audio sitcom Wooden Overcoats. Wooden Overcoats takes place on the small island of Piffling, where Rudyard Funn and his equally miserable sister Antigone run their family's failing funeral parlour. One day, they find everyone enjoying themselves at the funerals of a new competitor, the impossibly perfect Eric Chapman. And so the rivalry and hilarity begin. Rudyard Funn is played by Felix Trench, who played Bartholomew Fuckface Chucklepants Knucklecracker in season two of The Amelia Project, and also played Phil in our Pod UK live show. Eric Chapman is played by Tom Crowley, who played the poet Andy Spark in our London Podcast Festival live show. And Antigone is played by Beth Eyre, who played Saga in our most recent season. I'm a long-term fan of Wooden Overcoats. In fact, uh, after Welcome to Nightville, I believe it's the second fiction podcast I discovered. The show has recently come to an end, which means there are now four full seasons ready for you to binge, and we're playing you the first episode right here, right now. Enjoy! Now, hidden in the English Channel is an island called Piffling. On the island is a village, Piffling Vale, and the village has a square, and the square has this lovely little antique shop. Opposite the antique shop is a funeral home, which is where much of this little chronicle will be set, I'm afraid. You see, I want to tell you all about a man named Rudyard Funn. He owns the funeral parlour. He's responsible for all the funerals in Piffling Vale. And today, he experienced what was undoubtedly the worst day of his life, which, to be honest, was probably long overdue. Wooden Overcoats by David K. Barnes Episode 1 The Bane of Rudyard We gather here today to celebrate the life of Stanley Jessup Carmichael who was taken from us only five days ago It all began with a funeral the antique dealer, Stanley Carmichael, whose shop was immediately opposite Rudyard's premises, had led a life of peace and ordered calm for some 89 years and been subsequently crushed to death by a granite sundial. I confess that I never actually bought anything from him. His price has been quite steep, actually, though I did have my eye on that sundial. I might still be tempted if it came down in price. Hint, hint. (laughs) Stanley's relatives pricked up their ears at the prospect of getting something for that granite sundial, whilst nearby, his eyes sunken and his skin pale and drawn, stood Rudyard, looking at his watch and wishing strongly that the Reverend wasn't an agnostic. He's undoubtedly looking down at us from his place with God. Unless you don't believe in that sort of thing, which I won't hold against you. Mind you, God probably will. Unless he doesn't exist, in which case he won't have anything to complain about, really. <coughs> Reverend, 
Sorry, did somebody say... Reverend. Oh, hello, Ratchard. You're rambling. Sorry? You're rambling again. Oh, God, am I? Yes. I'm so sorry. Where was I? His spirit looking down on us from his place. Oh, from his place with God. Yes, yes, thank you. Right, right. I'm looking down at us from his place with, um... No. No, actually, I don't suppose we could have a quick show of hands, could we? No, no, come on. If you believe in God, could you put your hands up? Can, can, can we all do that? Put your hand up if you believe in the... Uh, right, right, yeah, ooh, about half. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what I might do is do the service twice. Well, we don't have time. Once with God in it and the other without. No, we're overrunning. Oh, I, I, I thought I might read out a few psalms. Which ones? I don't mind. I'd be happy to take requests if anyone's got any favourites. No, 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 no. We're 16 minutes behind schedule. Nearly 17. Georgie, wake up! Mm, I don't want to. We need the coffin in the ground. Now. Sir, it's a very heavy coffin. What's your point? I'm the only pallbearer. Oh, stop moaning. Put your back into it. Oh, fine. Do we have time for some funny anecdotes? Late as it is, and it's pissing it down, so no. Um, Ruining everything. There you are, Reverend. You're losing them. Oh, I thought they were rather getting into it. Not him, you. Me. You horrid little man. Stop hurrying things along. Don't you know what a schedule is? So rude. This isn't my only gig today, you know. Got Mr. Askey to measure up in half an hour. He's not dead. Well, he doesn't look healthy, though, does he? Stop talking. We're trying to honour Stanley. Honour Stanley? You didn't even like him. I noticed at the shop you slipped that carriage clock down your blouse when you thought no one was looking. <gasps> and the dressing table. Oh, I knew it! Oh, shut up! Bill swiped the portrait of Ava Braun. Bill? I wanted that portrait! Oh, you can't have it! <gasps> oh! Um, I'm sorry, Jerry, I just lost control. Ow! Oh, no, no, come, 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 everyone! Stay calm! Jerry, put that shovel down! All right, Georgie, get the body in the ground. Sir. They don't look very happy. Well, of course they don't look happy. It's a funeral. Off you go. Mm. <laughs> Their service completed, Rudyard Fun and Georgie Crusoe fled the cemetery and hurried back to the funeral home. Established by local character and serial bigamist Gilbert Fun in the 15th century, Fun Funerals has always maintained a solid reputation for being the only funeral home on the island. Oh, course, I could be after a good thing back there. You saw Stanley's widow. That sad old lady. Yes, when she took a swing at her son-in-law, I think she fell into the grave instead. I don't know if it was fatal, but it looked promising to me. Do you think we'll ever have a quiet funeral? Oh, asking for the impossible never helped anyone. People smiling, swapping funny memories. I'm just not sure that every funeral should end in violent conflict. Georgie, once you've been here a few more months, you'll realise that funerals will always end in bloodshed. There's very little that you or I can do about it. Now, go and get the measuring kit. I want to go to Mr Askey's and see if he's dead yet. Are you sure it's worth the bother? Oh, we've gone round every day for the last six weeks. I'm not giving up now. Hop to it. Yes, sir. Get me a dry jacket and another hat. Where's Antigone? Antigone! Now look here, yes? Stanley's widow! Ha! I knew it! No, nothing, sorry. Uh, we can fit her in at six o'clock. Oh, I'd leave her in the ground for the moment. It'll save time in the long run. No, she shouldn't have been brawling at her age. Of course I'd have fancied my chances against her. I'm 35 and she was 82. See you at six. Georgie! 
Got a full day ahead of us. Where's Antigone? Try the mortuary. You in the mortuary, Antigone? Antigone, in the mortuary, Antigone? Antigone, are you in the... What? I'm back. I'd rather look at the corpses. Just rest in peace mean nothing to you. Well, I don't hear the guests complaining. You got room for another? Is it Mr. Askey? Not yet. This one's a bonus. That's Antigone, Rudyard's twin sister. Despite being actually born one week afterwards, the poor dear had been diagnosed with depression within 20 minutes of being born, a world record, which gave her no consolation at all. So how was it today? Uh, the vicar's getting worse, and of course it was raining, and inevitably it ended with a punch-up over a portrait of Eva Braun. But personally, I found it all very moving. Brilliant. So that's another grieving widow we'll have to apologise to. No, we won't. Why not? She fell into the grave and died before I left. She did what? It's been a very productive morning. You really have no concept of what good service is, oh, do you? I'd love to disagree with you, and oh, I'm doing it now. I've been in the mortuary all morning, and do you know what I've been up to? I'm sure I don't want to know. I have spent the past five hours mixing formaldehyde and methanol with clementines and a tiny, a tiny dash of cinnamon. That's what I've been doing for five hours. Should I ask why? To try and make our embalming fluid smell nicer. So the bodies will smell nicer. Because have you ever really smelt a body, Rudyard? Why do we still talk to each other? Now, thanks to me, they'll smell brighter. Fresher. Not like bodies at all. That's the sort of service I'm striving for, Rudyard. I want them to forget that the body is a body. Yes, that'll work. Our granddad's dead, but don't worry, because it smells like Christmas. It's attention to detail, Rudyard. It's how to run a business. You wouldn't know. We get the body in the coffin in the ground on time. Sir, you had the jackets beneath him by moths. I saw the whole thing. Not now. Georgie, how long did it take to get the coffin in the ground this morning? A couple of seconds. Now that's a good service. Because I dropped it. But it got where it needed to be, and that's what they pay us for. Rudyard, for the very last time, they don't want chaos, they don't want stress, and they don't want a relative dead before the first has even been buried. Well, how do you know what they want? In the name of sanity, Rudyard. Look, I've got a very busy day ahead, so we can just get back into the mortuary and... Hello. Yes? Eric. Eric Chapman, I'm new to the place. Just arrived. Good morning. Georgie, leave it to the professionals. Good morning. We've not met. No, because I'm new to the place. You don't need to brag about it. I've met people before. You're Mr. Rudyard Fun of Fun Funerals. Correct. Terrific name. I suppose you put the fun in funerals. <laughs> no, of course we don't. What's obscene? Sure. Never mind. Well. Hello, Mr. Chapman. Oh, Jesus! Is this too close? A little bit. Sorry. Don't, don't mention it. Sorry, I'm Antigone. Sorry. Pleased to meet you. Ah, oh, likewise. Uh, call me Eric. Are you in charge? I'm the mortician, where the action is. <laughs> Uh, I bet there's not much you don't know about the body of Antigone. That sounded like a double meaning. It's called flirting. Oh, gosh, is it? Well, no. No, it's lovely smashing. Do it again. Haven't made it awkward. Damn! <coughs> Haven't got all day. Yes, so uh, Rudyard, Antigone and... Georgie, hi. That's enough. Well, I saw you at the funeral, didn't I? Yeah, helping out. It's a job. Georgie, don't give away company secrets. I was only... Hang on. Were you at the funeral this morning? Yes, I was. And I'm sure you were impressed with what you saw, Mr. Chapman, but we really are frightfully... Actually, I wasn't entirely sure it came off. I'm sorry. For a start, it got a little bit violent, didn't it? Did you think so? At the end, yes. I'm not sure what funeral you were watching, Mr. Chapman, but all I saw was good, clean mourning. Didn't someone die? A very convenient place for it to happen, Georgie. I'm not... There you go. Don't let us keep you, Mr. Chapman. And I thought there could have been a greater attention to detail. Stop me if I'm getting too critical. Okay, I'll stop you there. Shut up. Carry on, Mr. Chapman. Eric. Gosh. 
I have to say, it all looks a little bit grim. I mean, it's a funeral time, party time, but even so, I always think these occasions should be a, a celebration of life rather than going on about death. Do you know what I mean? Nope. Ah, I mean, I don't want to be made even more miserable. I want to remember those happy, magnificent memories. I want a cheerful atmosphere. Bright flowers, music, funny recollections. Sweeter smelling fluids. Exactly. Fluids. I think they're very important. Sure thing. That's what I mean. Sorting out those little details. Pushing the boat out. Or the hearse out. <laughs> it's, well, it's just my two cents for what it's worth. Well, uh, I don't know what planet you live on, Mr Chapman, but... Thank here... you. We'll bear those things in mind, won't we, Rudyard? Over my death. Smashing! Anyway, I thought I'd swing by. Oh, any time. Thank you. Any time at all. Yes. I was just swinging by to see the competition. Competition? Yes. You mean like a raffle? Well, exactly. I hate raffles. It's a strange thing to hate. Anyway, I meant you lot. Uh, fun funerals, the local competition in funerals. You're an undertaker. Well, a client prefer funeral director. You're just visiting, though. Oh, no, I live here now. I'm setting myself up. Your own funeral home? Yeah, Chapman's. Not quite as catchy as fun funerals, but there we are. <laughs> Where are you going to be? You know the antique dealer you buried? Stanley Carmichael. I'm just taking over his premises. Just across the square! That's right. Uh, opposite you, actually. We'll probably see a lot of each other. Compare notes. Swap stories. Down the pub. <laughs> Mine's a light ale, by the way. Ah, <laughs> <coughs> oh, uh, well, did someone die in here? Oh. Goodbye, Chapman. Oh, sure. Uh, well, glad to meet you, Richard. Antigone? Chapman. Georgie? See you later. That's enough! Okay. Oh. Enjoy yourselves. Oh, the sun's come out. Well, if he thinks I'm going to buy him a light ale, he's very much mistaken. Oh, shut up, Roger. This is actually very serious. He seemed fine. No, he didn't, Georgie. Coming over here, waving his credentials in our faces, giving us feedback. My God. I thought you liked him. Liked him? Liked him? Yeah. You were talking about fluids and everything. That's professional chit-chat, for God's sake. Do you think I like gorgeous, handsome men, do you? Uh, exactly. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I can't think of a scenario where I would buy someone a light ale. Rudyard, focus. He is serious competition. Him? Competition? Were you listening to the man? No, she wasn't. She was gazing into his eyes. Georgina, go and make some tea. We haven't got a kettle. Buy one. <sighs> Fine. Rajad, we're finished. I think I'll take a cyanide capsule. No, not finished. We're an established firm, going back centuries. Nobody around here is going to book a funeral with a complete stranger. <gasps> Rajad, look at his shop. What is it? He's already changed the sign. Chapman's, just like he said. Yeah, I'll admit he's working quickly. That does it. You've got to see the mayor. Tell him this village isn't big enough for two funeral homes. That's not a bad idea, actually. I'll see him now. Rudyard scuttled across the village square and up the steps leading into Piffling Hall. He was shown into the office of the Right Honourable Mayor Desmond Desmond, a man who felt that the most wonderful words in the English language were, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Mr Rudyard, fun to see, sir. Oh, thank you, Marjorie. Uh, Your Worship, I really am most desperately sorry to... Um, where are you? Down here, Rudyard. Under the desk. <clears throat> Why? Oh, just sitting here, you know, doing a bit of um, thinking. Big world out there. Yes, I came to ask you... Rudyard, do you know what the difference is between a village 
and a town. Um, well, the town has a greater area. Yes. Higher population. Mm-hmm. More amenities. Ah, amenities, yes. A mayor. Yes, oh, God. Well, exactly, yes. I, I actually came to we see you about... We have to do something with our lives, haven't we, Rudyard? Don't you think? Yes. I look at my seal of office sometimes and all my envelopes, and I read my name, and have I done enough, I ask myself? Am I even right honourable? Because I don't feel it. Well, to call yourself right honourable, you have to be a judge or a privy councillor. Really? I've got to change all my stationery now. You see, this is just the sort of thing I'm talking about. What have I earned? What have I achieved? God knows we have to try and justify ourselves somehow. Mm. I don't like the man across the road from me. Exactly. And then what with my sister passing the bucket last week? Oh, top draw send-off you chaps gave her, by the way. Oh, thank you. Pity it rained. Yes, well. Can't help that. Or the ground subsidence. Still, we all laughed seeing her flopping about like that. Anyway, do you know what I have decided to do, Rudyard? I am going to turn this village into a town. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, things must expand, mustn't they? Probably. Do do you think so? (laughs) Good. She used to say terrible things to me, my sister. I've got a problem, actually. Have you? Well, can I help? Because I'd really like to be useful. Well, I think you can be. You see, Your Worship, there's this man. He's not worth it, Rudyard. Uh, yes. What? Uh, no, I mean, this man is opening a new funeral home, directly across the road from mine. Mm, is that a problem? We can't have two funeral homes, can we? Can't we? Why not? Well, it'd be ridiculous. Oh, <gasps> I don't want to look ridiculous. Exactly. If we had two funeral homes, why not? Two fire stations, two hospitals, two mayors. <gasps> two mayors? Could it really get that far? I'd hate to speculate. Help me up, would you? Yes. I think we had better stab this in the bud immediately. Thank you, Rudyard. Thank you, Your Worship. Get me out of the office anyway. (laughs) Out from under the desk. We won't talk about that. Marjorie, cancel my appointments for today. There aren't any. Thank you. Off we go, Rudyard. Upon arriving at Chapman's, Rudyard and the, until recently, Right Honourable Mayor Desmond Desmond discovered that the place was about ready to open. And it wasn't yet even midday. Rudyard braced himself for a sinister journey into the unknown. Wasn't this place an antique shop a few hours ago? I don't understand. Does he manage to do all this? Big flash, isn't it? All these happy colours. Not a patch on your setup. Look, not a speck of dust anywhere. I mean, he arrived this morning. Must have said though, these surfaces are very comfy. <laughs> Is that a coffee machine? Yes. Does your place have one of those? We bought a kettle half an hour ago. Oh. Hi, sorry to keep you waiting. As you can imagine, it's all go here. Is that a lift? Mr. Mayor, it's a pleasure to meet you. Eric Chapman. There's yeah. some chocolate truffles in the bowl there. Help yourself. Ooh, 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 lovely. Would you like the tour? I'd love to show you around. It's still not quite finished. Perhaps another time, Mr. Chapman. You've got a lift. No, um, I don't know quite how to say this, but... Um, I have to say what, Mr. Mayor? Well... 
It is very naughty of you to have done all this, isn't it? Is it? Without permission, I mean. But you gave me permission. Did I? I mean, before I came here, I was calling back and forth with your people and everything got sorted and, uh, where are we? Here we are. Look, there's your signature. Yes. The smiley face in the O there, it's definitely mine. You must understand, I don't always read everything I am given. I am usually kept very busy. I'm sure. Don't worry about it. What do you think, Rudyard? It's a really nice lift. Oh, thanks, Rudyard. Yes, well, even with all this, I mean, I am the mayor, aren't I? And I have the perfect right to change my mind. Oh, do you not want me here? No, oh, no, 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 it's not that. But, uh, you see, it's just that, well, uh, Rudyard? Sorry? Yes, uh, now look here. Yes? We've already got a funeral home. Exactly! We've already got one. And with the best will in the world, we can't have two funeral homes, can we? Why? Because, well, then you see, we'd apparently have to have two hospitals. You see? That's a great idea. Is it? Oh, well, good. I'll get on to that. Oh, brilliant. But, no, nevertheless, a village just can't sustain two funeral homes, can it? You could be right there. Could I? Told you so. But you know what could sustain two funeral homes? No. A town. A town? You say? No, no. Now, don't no. get me wrong, this is a great village, but I think it's going to be an even greater town. And I want to help you do that in the only way I can with a funeral home. Can I ask a question? Go for it. If we had two funeral homes, would we need two mayors as well? No. That's ridiculous. Oh, excellent. In that case, I hereby pronounce this funeral home open. What? Doing there? We're taking advance orders. It's just a service we provide. Well, I won't take up any more of your time, Mr. Chapman. Oh, please, Mr. Mayor. It's Eric. Ah, oh, best of luck, Eric. If you're ever at a loose end, do pop by the hall. Sometimes we have movie nights. Oh, I'll remember that. And if you need our services, it's on the house. Oh. Tremendous. I'm looking forward to it now. No, no, no. Hang on. We... Glad to have you here. Mr. Mayor. Oh, no, no, no. Call me Desmond. TTFN. I'll catch you later, Desmond. Shall I leave the doors open? Oh, if you would. Rudyard, I'm sorry I can't stay in chat. Uh, can I get you anything? Oh. I, I know what. Make yourself a coffee. Ooh. I better see to that queue. Uh, enjoy yourself. Don't forget the truffles. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, afternoon now. <laughs> I'm delighted to say welcome to Chapman's. And remember, we put the fun in funerals. After a coffee and a couple of truffles, Rudyard stormed out, seething with resentment. He kicked a small dog and got bitten by its owner. Having got back to fun funerals, Rudyard sat down a chair by the window and stared out across the road, muttering out loud to his only real friend in the world. It's a funeral home. Who the hell do they think they are, eh? Exactly. I give him a week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe two. Uh, he might have gold blend and lounge music, but you can't put a glass on the mechanics. Get the body and the coffin and the ground on time. That's what it's about. I bet his corpses don't smell of cinnamon. Yeah. We'll see who runs this village. Rajad, you're talking to that mouse again, aren't you? Her name is Madeline. It's not normal. Antigone, you spend 23 hours a day in a mortuary. Don't tell me what's normal. Off you go, Madeline. We'll continue this later. You haven't moved all afternoon. I don't need to move. I'm plotting. Where's Georgie? Day off. No work. Plotting. Rajad, for the first time in our lives, we've actually got competition, which means we could really do with having some friends. So could you get out there and make some? I'll do it tomorrow. Have you at least gone round to check up on Mr. Askey? Who? Mr. Askey, the man we've been waiting to die for six weeks. Because so help me, I need to embalm somebody and it could quite easily be you. Look, Mr. Askey's immortal. He'll never die. So what's the point in talking about it? Now look here. Georgie? What? Right, I'll see you there. Mr. Askey's dead. Is he? Yes. Oh my God, Mr. Askey's dead. How? Heart attack half an hour ago. It's all around the village. Antigone, I'm so happy. Took him long enough. Oh, he's dead, 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 he's dead. He's dead. Stop being happy and get over there now. Sorry, yes. Get over there. I'm gone. Rudyard is back in the game. Rudyard is going to get wet. Have the mortuary ready! And Rudyard! Don't cock it up. Before you judge Rudyard too harshly at his delight at an old man's demise, I should tell you that Mr. Askey was Rudyard's old P.E. teacher at school, so his delight is almost entirely justified. Rudyard met Georgie at Mr. Askey's Bijou residence at 5.45. OK, OK. Georgie. Sir? Say it again for me, won't you? Say it again. All right, Mr. Askey's dead, but listen, I've got to tell you... Get in there, my son! Whatever that means. Yeah, I, I ought to God, say... God, I've been looking forward to putting him in the ground. Can't mock me for losing the 200-metre dash now, can you, Mr. Askey? Before you get excited... Right, and... yes, got to straighten up. Yes. Think grave. How do I look? Miserable. Great, let's go. Sir. Could we please have some quiet out here? Oh, it's you, Mr. Fun. Afternoon, nurse. May I take this opportunity to convey my most profound condolences? Thank you, Mr. Fun. Sure, my apprentice, Miss Crusoe, here has already carried out our preliminary duties, so I think in the interest of efficiency we should let the dog see the rabbit. If you'll take me through... Well, this is actually rather embarrassing. Oh, please don't say it's a false alarm. In a sense, yes. Oh, for... Georgie, you said he was dead. He is dead. But, nurse, one of us in this corridor is deeply confused and I'm beginning to think it might be you. No. I knew it, she's mad. Grab her, Georgie. I'm not mad. That's what a mad person would say. Georgie! Let's do this. Rudyard, great to see you. Chapman! Busy afternoon, eh? Hello, Georgie. Hey, Eric. Stop flirting. Nurse, I demand this man be told to vacate this bijou residence immediately. Look, this is my bad and I've really got to apologise for this one, but... Mr Askey requested it. He what? With his final words, he said he couldn't bear to get buried by such a feeble little weed as Rudyard Fun. Interesting, man. He wanted to see my gold medals in the 200-metre dash. <laughs> Gotta say, I wasn't expecting business to take off quite so quickly. You're doing a most proper job, Mr Chapman. Well, thank you, nurse. Uh, I think we'll collect him first thing tomorrow. Anyway, must run. Good to see you, Rudyard. Georgie, enjoy yourselves. Ah. Oh. 
What a charming man. I hear he's still a bachelor. So am I. Yes, well, hardly surprising, is it? Ah, oh, well, can't win them all, eh, sir? Sir, are you all right? I am so... Six o'clock. Six o'clock? Six o'clock, the cemetery. Stanley's widow, Stanley Carmichael's widow in the cemetery at six o'clock. Oh, yeah, I forgot about What time that. is it? About five to six, but you'll never get there. Sir! Oh, for God's sake, Rudyard! Come back here, you stupid... Rudyard raced down the cliff, past the trees and through the streets with a speed that would have finally impressed Mr Askey, had he not already been dead. His lungs aching for breath, his limbs trembling with the effort, Rudyard tumbled into the cemetery at exactly one minute past six to discover... It's... It's all... Ah, there you are, Rudyard. Reverend, what's going on? Well, I arrived to oversee the preliminaries on Mrs. Carmichael's uh, transferal to a better world, mm. if such a place exists, which I'm not certain about one way or the other. And I found that her family and friends had been gathered together already for the funeral. For the funeral? Since the deceased was already here and sensibly dressed, he just got it done and out of the way. A young fellow named Eric... Got his own funeral practice, I understand. I'm hearing marvellous things about it. He's got a coffee machine, you know. Chapman. Led them all in a couple of sing-songs, actually. Even had my speech prepared for me. Very succinct it was. Breezed through it all in no time. Chapman. Oh, he also found a lake over there. I think we're all going boating in a minute. He owns a boat, you know. Chapman. Anyway, I'd better be getting back to it. We're having jelly and ice cream. Bags of fun. Goodbye, Rudyard. Or should I say, uh, enjoy yourself. You see? You see? Well. Hello, Rudyard. No! Oh. It's you. Hmm. Did a fair job, I hear. C congratulations. Oh, don't think it'll always be like this. They won't hand it to you on a plate, you know. They won't do that. This is very much the exception. Well, what? What? You can talk, can't you? Well, say something. Rudyard. Have a nice evening. What do you... What do you mean, have a nice evening? What did you mean by that remark, Chapman? What if I don't want to have a nice evening? Hey, what if I don't... Chapman! What did you mean? Chapman! Today had been the worst day of Rudyard's life until tomorrow came along and topped it. I was there to jot it all down from first-hand observation and a little bit of gossip I picked up later. And, of course, being his only real friend in the world, Rudyard tells me everything. 
Oh, my name is Madeline. I'm going to be the first mouse to write a Sunday Times bestseller. And I know for a fact that Rudyard wants to revenge himself on Eric by... Well, we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. The Bane of Rudyard was written by David K. Barnes and featured Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Tom Crowley as Eric, Kira Baxendale as Georgie, Steve Hodson as the Mayor, Andy Seacombe as Reverend Wavering, Ellie McAlpine as Marjorie and Belinda Lang as Madeline, with additional voices by Pip Gladwin, Sarah Burton and Max Tyler. Original music composed by James Whittle. The programme was recorded at the Art Space Studios by Tom Gillieran and was directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. From the team behind the award-winning Best Fiction Horror Podcast, Nightlight. A new audio drama that brings the southern folklore of true blood and the cosmic horror of Lovecraft Country to your ears. You don't hear that, do you? Afflicted is a tale of hoodoo, a demonic book bound in human flesh, and natural disasters that are anything but natural. Which grave did you get the dirt from? Which grave? Afflicted, a horror thriller audio drama, coming this Halloween thanks to our Indiegogo supporters. Subscribe now to get notified the moment the first episode drops. It's It's the name. name.